Welcome back to the Not The Top 20 pod betting preview. In part two, we continue talking to Steve Freeth of Bet365 and Mark O'Hare of We Love Betting about League One and League Two anti-post bets, plus a couple of top goalscorer options thrown in for good measure. And we'll start with you again, Mark, uh, because it's interesting. You would like to get with MK Dons. And I think, Steve, I'm right in saying you're not quite as hot on them. So, yeah, you know, let's have both sides. Mark, what, what is it about MK Dons that excites you? Gloves off. <laughs> uh, well, I think MK Dons are playing with a hand behind their back for the last couple of years with Carl Robinson. I'm no, I'm not, I'm not having fan. that one bit. <laughs> really? <laughs> OK. So you, I, I know that was very, very uh, tongue in cheek of the, <laughs> of the Jack Wilshire of the dugout, um, completely overrated. And then people really found out that he probably wasn't that yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I could go on about Carl, but I'll leave it there. Um, I'd say actually it's been an unsuccessful six year stint. I think that's being... Um, Possibly harsh, but I think that's quite fair. To be fair for, for Robinson, they needed a change of scenery. Um, I think Robbie Nielsen was just what they needed—a bullish, um, quite aggressive man. But you know, he's he's highly motivated. Did a great job of Hearts. Uh, I think he addressed their their negatives when he came in. He made them kind of a little more adventurous. Uh, they weren't so sort of mundane on possession. Um, also, the loanies obviously worked in his favour, O'Keefe and Harvey Barnes, but they're no long, longer around. He's sort of got rid of the stalwarts of the squad as well. Uh, but I like the players he's brought in. Falkirk playmaker, Conor McGrandles, uh, mm. had a bit of an unsuccessful stint with Norwich, but he's a lively player. Aberdeen favourite, fan favourite, Peter Paulet as well. Uh, Ethan Banks-Landell, mm. great centre-half for League One. Uh, Ryan Seager, a young lad from Southampton, who's... Uh, he firing in the goals as a young two star. last night, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He Kieran Agard still around as well, um, and also I think this is what crucially I think does it for me. They've added a bit of bite and a bit of beast to the midfield. Um, Marley and Cisse, he's a giant holding midfielder. Apparently, he charges around the pitch. Um, I like, I love that kind of player. I think they'll, he'll fit in nicely. Um, I think they've sort of not necessarily publicly said but anything outside the top six would be a massive failure for them they wanted promotion last year they feel they're good enough to go around it this time around um, their away form was, was really really um, really really good last year they've won more away games than they actually did at home so if they can sort of balance that out a bit you know just going back to Nielsen as well when he took over they were two points above the relegation zone he won 11 games drew seven and lost eight and that's despite sort of changing the philosophy about the team uh, the best defence as well has been promoted in 11 of the last 12 years. I think they'll be very solid. And of uh, only eight promoted sides have been 20 to 1 or bigger in the past 12 years in League One level. I think MK Dons fit the bill here. I think around 12 to 1 to win the league, uh, 7 to 2 to win promotion. I like the promotion bet. I think they'll be in the top six. Uh, I think they'll go well. But you're not sure, Steve? No, in all honesty, I mean, I mean I've got a lot of things there you know, written down that I agree with, particularly the. You know the Carl Robertson situation. Mm. Obviously, speaking to people at uh, Southampton and and um, follow them, talking about the boy Seager, who, who's got a couple of goals already. Obviously, mm. Kieran Agard, whether play century or out wide, he, he can score goals as well. And we have laid M- MK Dons. They were a tipping line not so long ago. Interesting. Um, Sixteen into into twelve. So I'm kind of looking around at the top, uh, and really I'm just looking at the prices there. Of course, of course, Nielsen's come in and and done a fairly solid job, but I I don't see them anywhere near the top three in the betting. And I was against probably them and 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 Bradford as well at certain prices. Um, you know, Mark, to be fair to Mark, I'm, he's right about the old guard as well. I haven't come here with a massive plan against Warham against them. I'd, I'd 
purely just on prices. Mm. From, from what I've seen, they may go very well, and it wouldn't surprise me with Carl Robinson, <laughs> you know, with him gone there, and <laughs> I wouldn't fancy Charlton at the prices either. No, You're um, against... Although they've managed to keep... Uh, Homes, of course, which is which is fantastic. You're a little bit against Mark, then. You're also a little bit against me because Bradford are a team that I want to get behind. Uh, I think that we we've seen uh, across all three leagues that quite often a losing playoff finalist with a good season behind them and with a, a good preseason, you know, following that are, are, are you know there's no reason for them to fall off in my eyes. And I think that they were probably the third best team in the league last year. I don't see why they couldn't be third or or possibly second. There are obviously strong teams in Blackburn and Wigan but I've got some question marks about why we're all so sure that those two are going to be are going to be so good and I think Bradford will be the team there if it's not those two um, I think that just the way that they've replaced Mark Marshall with three or four more attacking options that give them a bit more balance a bit more variation that was what they lacked in the playoff final really that mm. they, they were great in possession they were pretty good defensively and they just lacked a, a sort of um, a plan B outside of give it to Marshall and see if he can get it into White. So uh, I'm pretty big on them this season and uh, and it's interesting that, that no, no, at, I mean, at from the a, prices that you wouldn't... Yeah, beat. from a defensive point of view, obviously Rory McArdle has gone. He was very good in both boxes, mm. I thought. Yeah. They had Gordon Greer there on trial. I don't think that, that hasn't worked out for them, uh, for them either. I think there's question marks about them defensively. Tony McMahon, he's, he's still there, so that's good for them. He's very good. Uh, on, on set pieces as well. And Marshall's gone, Billy Clark's gone, but they have bought that again. They've bought some fair mm. play. I'm kind of linked to the top three. Has Meredith I, gone as well? Meredith's gone into Millwall. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, um, yeah. So, so Meredith's gone as well. Yeah. yeah so they, yeah. The, the one player I want to keep an eye on at Bradford is Paul Taylor, who they got in from Peterborough. Who I'm not really sure what. I mean, he's he's basically a, a very very technically gifted player. Um, who I think had some issues early in his career. I'm not sure what they were, but some some problems which meant he he didn't play as much as he'd like to. Um, last season I went I went to um, see Oxford play against Peterborough, and he was comfortably their best player and looked like one of those guys who was just head and shoulders better than everyone else on the pitch. But Posh went very good, um, and I think that I feel like in this Bradford team, if they continue the way they went last year, dominating game, dominating possession, he gets that time and space on the ball with quality around him. He could be a serious, serious asset to them. Tell us about the teams that you like, George. Plymouth are promoted from League Two. You're quite big on, and, and Fleetwood as well. Yeah, Fleetwood's kind of more of a, a kind of a price, a price-wise fa- fancy. I know that they, their shot data wasn't particularly good last season compared to where they finished, but they they did get in the playoffs. Juve Rosa did a good job. They're throwing money at it as well. I think mm-hmm. Conor McElhaney's a, a very, very, very good signing for them. Um, they're eight to one to get promoted and 130 for top six. Um, with Bet365 which I think are both fair prices basically I'd I'm, go I'm as not... far as to say that Uwe Ross is the, the class manager of the division yeah exactly and uh, you know and they've kept the majority of their squad together um, I think that there's no reason why they wouldn't go well again but Plymouth are, are my, my, my big big ones even bigger than Brentford my big ones of the season I, I cannot understand why they're priced up the way they are um, and Derek Adams they've got a very very capable manager a guy who's made them more than competitive for three seasons now they probably should have got promoted the, the year before but they slightly fell apart um, and they built on that heartache last season by getting promoted they probably should have won the league but for a kind of a, a collapse after their celebrations um, they have managed to keep Graham Carey which along with Tom Kenny at Fulham I think is one of those signings where it's basically is, as good as buying the best player in the league um, they've retained their best player against all odds um, and the players they brought in are, are, are shrewd I think um, Ainsworth had got in from Motherwell who I think has done it before uh, at that level in England pretty, and pretty improved as a player Edwards as well from, from Morecambe I think that they are Genuine, they're better. They've, they've built on it, and if you think that last year they were 
kind of on a par at least with uh, with Pompey for most of the season. Portsmouth are our third favourites. I know that they've strengthened. I know they've got a new manager. Mm. Is that a good thing? The, the price difference between the two of them I, for me isn't correct, and they're six to five. I see. Top half. I see Plymouth bottom half. <clears throat> this time last season, uh, we played Plymouth in a pre-season friendly, and I went down there. And the vibe that I was getting is Derek Adams. This is the best team that he's had. Yeah. And he was fully justified in what he said. He'd be a good punter because he was mm. absolutely bang on. Yeah. Um, this season, I see them being happy to consolidate in the division. Um, the boy in Ruben Lemira, so I've seen a lot of at Coventry yeah. on his day. He's fantastic. Doesn't do it enough for me. Yeah. A bit lightweight. Good technical footballer. They bought in the boy Grant from Exeter, which I think was a little bit of a surprise. Um, I, I, I think if you, if you ask me for a, a free bet in this game, I, um, listen, Kerry's a fantastic footballer, yeah. and we'll move on to the championship without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I mean, who's going to score the goals for them? Do we see? It's an issue that, but it's an issue they've had. For I know. Of years now. Yeah, George yeah. is very big on uh, on Ryan Taylor, not necessarily as a, as a, as a goal scorer, but as mm. someone who makes the team. He's a, lot a lovely better. footballer. Yes. He's got a great touch, and mm. he probably doesn't do enough really as a target man in the air. But he's he's someone who will definitely fa- facilitate those players. I mean, the carries and the Jarvis of the world who, who will yeah. you know pop up with, with a few in the season, if not mm. fifteen or twenty. I'm really excited to see Ryan Edwards, who they signed from Morecambe. I think that yeah, the there's ball, a chance yeah. that he could be an absolute gem, and maybe mm. a gem that was un under scouted because of Morecambe's situation and, and how tough it is being a defender at Morecambe yeah. over the last few years so it'd be, be really interesting Sonny Bradley as well at centre half I think, I think they'll be competitive and I think they're, they're, the biggest asset is Derek Adams fantastic tactician he likes winding people up as yeah. well there's a bit of gnarl about them mm. yeah. uh, they'll be competitive but you know I'd need George to convince me to yeah. uh, top half the two maybe ever a pint but I don't see that personally I'm, I'm bottom half Plymouth I need you two to convince me about Blackburn not so much I can see exactly why you'd think that they're going to be a strong team but the price for me is is uh, is very interesting and very very short so you know explain to me why that's the case me first yeah, yeah go on um, I'll be honest I, I was all with Blackburn all through the summer until this week and I've started to question it um, midfield is quality really really quality I think you can't no one can come up to me and say to me that midfield isn't good enough to win League One Whittingham, Dak, Gladwin Smallwood fantastic signings Dominic Samuel come in as well as a striker Danny Graham still there as well um, I think the way that Tony Mowbray kind of changed the scene a little bit when he came in only lost three of his 15 games drew too many seven games so they weren't able to um, survive even though they picked up 51 points which on a normal season would have sort of kept you in the championship I think Owen Coyle didn't exactly help him help Blackburn there, but the decision was taken too late. Um, but I look at League One and League One as a whole. Favourites is a bit of a graveyard for favourites. Only two of the favourites in the last 22 seasons has won League One. Of course, Sheffield United did it last year. But they have finished in the top six in 15 of the last 18 seasons and on nine occasions in, their, in those 18, one promotion. Six of the last eight league winners have been priced at single-figure odds as well. So the bookies aren't often wrong on this sort of case. That Blackburn will be there or thereabouts. Ownership is obviously a massive issue, but I think encouraging signs. He did allow um, the Venkies did allow Mowbray to spend a bit of money on Bradley Dack, which was a surprise. Danny Graham scored 12 in 28 starts last year. They've kept Mulgrew, Mulgrew, Lenehan, Williams as well. As well. So this defence is still pretty solid. Um, I'd love to know what ways Charlie Mulgrew will be on in the in League One this year. 
I don't know if it's massively high, but it's just, he just strikes yeah. me. You know, he's he's got pedigree. When they signed him, they probably would have had to have tempted him mm. with a decent wage. So it's always interesting when teams do go down and they find it very hard to, to shift I, I players. We've already spoken about Bolton's troubles and that. Quite, you know. quite. And Steve, you're big on him as well. I am, yeah. I think. Listen, they're a massive football club. Remind me of, of, of Sheffield United, I suppose, in the division from last season. I don't think there'll be any more outgoings at the football club. I think there'll be only more coming in. Oh, I know they brought in Dominic Samuel and they have the big man up top, Danny Graham. I'm not totally convinced that Danny Graham will be their number one striker. It wouldn't surprise me if they got someone else in. He doesn't look fit enough for me. Um, yeah, so I'm not uh, totally convinced by him. Marcus touched on the signings. Of course, the Bradley Dack one, who didn't have a very good season last season, the season before he was fantastic. Whether there were any personal issues last season or whatever, I don't know. They've spent a lot a lot of money for that level, mm -hmm. but I see him playing as either an 8 or a 10 and getting... I, I, I'm expecting him to get into double figures this season. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, Bradley Dack. Uh, Bradley Dack, yeah, mm -hmm. I have to say. He's had a very good pre-season. He's been Blackburn's best player in pre-season as well. He's showing some very encouraging signs. He needs and to show a bit of a bit of motivation after a bit of a setback last season yeah. and to, to, to prove why he was so widely talked about and get himself with Blackburn into the second tier. I have to admit, I, I, I accept all those points, but given that, I can't see why why Wigan wouldn't be, you know, as as fancied. I just think that, mm. you know, the the squad there is, for me, possibly stronger. Uh, certainly, I know that Blackburn's fresh, brand new midfield is is impressive, but Wigan have still got Jack Byrne. Max Power, Sam Morsey, Alex Gilby. Uh, they've still got Nick Powell buzzing in behind. I think he yeah. could be the best player in League One this year, Nick well, Powell. Well, well, since I mean, I've said that there'll be no more outgoings from Blackburn. Yeah, there may, the, the may be. There will be outgoings from Wigan yeah. out of that midfield. Mm. Um, definitely. Because well, you could still lose two and, yeah. and still have a yeah. Wigan field. And up top, Grigg and Bogle. I, I can't see why either of those would move right now. And that's Really? But... But well, who's going to buy Will Grigg from Bogle, the championship? But Bogle could definitely leave. Yeah. I think he's, he's only been there for six months. It doesn't matter. Only one of them starts. One, well. yeah, one of them. Yeah. Listen, Cookie plays for what four two three one absolutely religiously. So one of them will move. Um, will Grigg is a centre forward who scores a lot of goals in League One. Yeah. He's done at MK Dons and Warsaw. I think one of them will move personally. Um, I think a couple of midfielders will move. I think Paul Cook will wheel and deal and and, and get and get a few out the door listen they've still got a very good midfield Sam Morsey is a player that I really like mm. yeah, and um, yeah I, I like watching him play they've still got the likes of Jacobs as well in there Gilby as well George um, you've got some reservations Dunkley, about Wigan Dunkley from Oxford they've signed as well Shame. so yeah so well, just, I've, I've Paul Cook by the way what, what's what's the verdict that, here well, that, that's my that, that's my you know struggle to get a Portsmouth team to champions exactly I, I mean got, three years in a row he, he underachieved I mean even in that championship winning season you could argue in a way he underachieved because they, they weren't the best they, team they, they, they weren't the best team then they fell over the line and he's someone who I think he's abrasive I think he is difficult and I think if things don't go his way early on then he's going to have a difficult time getting him up for it be chalk and cheese in the Portsmouth uh, interviews this season believe yeah. me with him and Kenny Jack yeah, two yeah. opposite oh. characters indeed mm. what a um, wonderful appointment that was by yeah, the way yeah um, someone who's backed Portsmouth and Chesterfield to both win the league I watched that season both seasons and how hard work was it with such a good, good, good yeah. team that he had? Exactly. You look at that. You look at that Chesterfield side. He had heard uh, Derrickwa, O'Shea, Roberts, Doyle, uh, Richards as well <laughs> in that Chesterfield side. You know, in League Two as well. And the same with the Portsmouth side that he had. And you're thinking, how is this side not winning the league? I, I was yeah. looking at my anti-post slip, thinking, how are these not won the league with that team that he has? Mm -hmm. And he's, he's religious to that system. 
I'm not sure about him. At, I mean, a friend of the pod, Gab. Yeah. He's, I, when he left Paul Cook, I kind of said, well, I'm still not convinced about mm. Cook. And Gab was straight on. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's got top six in every yeah. division. And listen, and I love Gab to bits. He, he's one of the hardest working people. Yeah. He's some of the, bit like, you know, Mark and the, and the Wheel of Betting Boys. Is, you know, some of the stuff that they churn out is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, but it, I, I, I just... I'm waiting to see how we can do, and I'm not yeah. totally sold on Paul Cook. He's got nothing to do with his Wolves connection either. Who would you want to lead your team, Mowbray or Cook? If you're the same squad. I'm certainly Mowbray. Yeah. All right, you've convinced me. You've convinced me. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. That, that bet that I we put both, on today both, for them to score 100, 100 plus goals <laughs> is, uh, is, is, needs to be refunded <laughs> ASAP. And, and we should just, you're absolutely right, Steve. Uh, we are big fans of Gab as well. Gab Sutton uh, runs the website, The Football Lab. And if you're looking for extensive previews of every single club well written previews online George and I I don't know about you guys but we don't have the patience we don't have the the the, uh, the skill to do that Speak I don't yourself. think so so Gab <laughs> he's got them all up on the football lab and and uh, he does a, a great job so please do go and check out the football lab for your um for your uh, for your written needs if that's what you're after now teams that we're not so excited about Mark Rotherham one of the worst teams we've ever seen in, at the at second tier level, and you're not sure that they're going to be much better at, at third tier. I think they're a price to go down, nine to one. Uh, I think they're definitely a price to finish in the bottom half, five to six. Um, six of the last ten seasons, a side that has suffered, a side has suffered a second relegation, a back-to-back relegations from the Championship into League Two. They finished 28 points adrift of safety. That's the worst post-war performance in the second tier. Um, they lost 33 games as well, and that losing mentality is a bit of a cliche, but I think it does bear something here. And I think crucially here, we have got a guy in charge, Paul Warren, who's a bit of a club legend. Didn't want the job basically distanced himself from the job when he got it. Mm. Of course, he was on a firefighting mission. The team were 11 points adrift for safety when he took over. He was handed very difficult circumstances, but the best players have left. Danny Ward, Richard Smallbrook, Tom Adeyemi, the player of the year. Only two defenders have joined and they conceded 98 goals last season, (laughs) neither of which are very experienced, by the way. 17 of the squad remain. The only player they wanted rid of, they got rid of, which was Dexter Blackstock. Um... David Ball, Darren Potter, you know, solid cha- championship, solid, so very solid League One players. Uh, so I can't really say a bad thing about that. But half of relegated sides over the past 12 seasons have finished in the bottom half in League One. Um, I'd need someone to give me a very, very good case and why Rotherham won't finish in the bottom half. I think they actually the mood around Mill, I was going to say Millmore, <laughs> the New York Stadium has been pretty positive this preseason. And I, I, I'm just. That's, I mean, that's one of my big negatives against them as well. There's a massive complacency amongst their fan base, there's a massive complacency at the club where they seem to think that their relegation now means they're going to be fine in League One and it's going to be an easy ride and they, you know, they're too good for the league. It's not how it works. You know, mm. you saw it took Pompey about five years to work that out in League Two. They're not going to come down here and have it easy. You've seen them say, you know, we're bang out of this season, we brought in, our recruitment's been great. It hasn't been. Like, I'm absolutely completely with you. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, totally agreed. We're nine to one with ourselves um, to get relegated. I don't know if it's bigger out there, but it does feel like a good price. Mm. Peterborough, George, a team that we've discussed uh, not hugely positive over the last year, uh, a few times on the podcast, and you see no reason why we should start discussing them in a more positive yeah, way. Nine to one to go down as well, um, which is, I mean, it's again, it's a price. It's not necessarily. I mean, it's it's an outside chance. I think it's just a, a big enough price to, to get with. They were very, very poor for the back end of last season. Um, how the manager McCann is still in a job, I'm, I'm mm. not quite sure. Um, they've lost, in my opinion, their two best players, Taylor, who we spoke about, and Tom Nichols, who's a very, very good goal scorer at that level and a very clever player. 
Um, they brought in Marriott from Luton, who I think Luton were fairly happy to... 400 odd K for fair, Jack Marriott. Fairly happy oh, to, to see the back of him for that amount Standing. of money. Um, and Boswick's gone as well, hasn't he? Boswick's gone, gone to Lincoln. Lincoln. Um, Madison will go. I, 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 and, I, and Madison will leave. I think. Where do we think Madison goes? Championship or...? I, I, I think Madison's one of those players who. He, he, well, he's very hot and cold. He's not, well, so, yeah. he's not yeah. someone who's going to drag no. him up the league on his own. So, no, no, of no, course, no, eye catching goals that are good yeah. for the highlights show, but I mean. I think all in all, they're, they're a team to get against. I also think that AFC Wimbledon uh, relegation at 130 mm. is a price as well. I mean, they couldn't score for the and last yeah, fifth, for the losing, last sort of quarter of the season. Tom Elliott is, is yeah. absolutely huge. Elliott and Reeves as well, yeah, and, and Polion, who, who at mm. times was their sort of bright spark up but, front. But, it's going to be tough. Oh, they have replaced them you know, with yeah, some players that Ardley claims were his first choices. But we said this at the beginning of last season. We weren't convinced by them, and he pulled out the bag. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not. The only thing I'd say about Posh is is the chairman. Um, I think he's a positive, despite what he, yeah. how he comes across on Twitter sometimes. I think if, if things are going wrong, uh, McCann will be gone, despite his sort of legendary status status at the club I think mm. they will move yeah. quickly and then bring someone in of higher quality so I think and, and, R- and Ricky Miller how do we how, how do we start to predict how many goals Ricky Miller might score after his six match ban yeah. for biting is uh, is up you know do how how is there any way of predicting that because obviously you, you shout Jamie Vardy but then there are plenty of examples as we touched on before where it doesn't translate and it's going to be interesting I mean he's not exactly give me a, give me a, a line prospect. and I'll go under I think so. mm, interesting very very interesting uh, yeah Wimbledon were, were a team for me and and Walsall as well there's a there's a strange vibe around the place at the moment and I, feel, a lot I feel for John Winty a little bit I mean that that overachievement of, of, of two seasons ago didn't really help mm. you know he gets scores of a, a physio when they lose games and he's I'm not sure he's helped himself in the last few weeks because when the board have to put out a statement yeah. basically yeah. saying that what you've said to the press is wrong, mm. that is, is massive alarm bells for me. Um, Big time. Really very little uh, recruitment to speak of and actually have lost some of their better players from last season. We know that they find it tough budget-wise at that, yeah. at that level anyway. And I just think with the bad feeling around the place and you're not you're not really sure if his style of football is, is going to be... I just think they finish where they finished last season. If, if you're going to lose the like of... Bradshaw, Rico Henry, mm. Romain Sawyers, you know, they're they're players that have who have gone on mm. to, to bigger and better things. Osuma got fifteen goals. He he I think he wasn't over a regular Yeah. Yeah, massively. Yeah. Definitely. I mean they bought Macris for money. I mean a couple of hundred mm. thousand mm. And, it, and he didn't even feature at all. That was a He's really, gone. That was a really strange <laughs> song. Yeah, Osuma should be a luxury player in a good team where, where yeah. he pops up and he can drift into spaces, you know pockets of space unmarked whereas for them it's, it must be so easy to defend against they just yeah. give us their mini messy and you just put two it's gonna, in and that's it I think it's going to be a tough season you know you know, for the Saddlers and, but expectation these days of fans you know they're expe- they expect them to be challenging for, for the playoffs and it just mm. won't happen, won't happen. Mm. one team that I'm even more sure will go down and Mark I know that you're <laughs> not keen on them either is Gillingham talk about a tough off-field situation at Walsall well it's possibly even more difficult for AD Pennock at the moment at, uh, at Jill's because there's there's a lot going on that's that's making things very tough and and recruitment wise it's just made things even worse really this summer. Yeah, this is my best bet in League One, Gillingham to go down eleven to eight. Um, you talk about the off-field stuff and recruitment, possible players coming in or out. Finances are very very tight. We talked about Darren McAntony being potentially uh, trigger happy with Grant McCann. Well, I don't think Paul Scally can be because the finances aren't there. Mm. They're selling two-year season tickets to fans because he's got no money because he's fighting a court case against former caterers who basically upped up and left 
um, just w without any sort of notice whatsoever. Weddings were cancelled, sorry, wedding receptions were cancelled, all sorts. It's carnage, really. Uh, Bradley Dack may not have had the best of seasons last year, but he's gone. He's a key player. Cody McDonald as well, gone. Um, you know, he's offered better terms elsewhere, which was what, Wimbledon he's gone to. Yeah, that's right. Um, At least Emmanuel Thomas has gone there. Which is, uh, <laughs> I think he went before the end of last season, yeah, yeah, just yeah. no one really noticed. Yeah. Four wins in 21 for AD Pennock. Uh, they were eight points above relegation when he took charge. They had to go to the final game and finished one point above relegation. Um, the squad's undoubtedly, undoubtedly weaker. The Loney Oshilaga. There you go. Thank Oshilaga. you very much. <laughs> uh, he's not back either. They only kept three clean sheets. The worst defence has been relegated in seven of the last 12 years. Lacey and Zakuani, I think, are decent additions to that defence. But up top, are you really going to tell me that Connor Wilkinson and Tom Eves are going to fire you to... I agree. I'm just going to get one Liam name Nash. in there. That's what I was going to say. Just in case he ends up being really good, Nash I'm going to say the name goals, Liam Nash. Molden and Tiptree in the eighth tier. Exactly. Yeah, Apparently yeah. looking very sharp and comes from the eighth tier, so we'll be following him closely. But no, I quite agree, Mark. I think they're going to find it really, really tough. And... Poor old AD Pennock just looks a bit, just looks like he's having a bit of a hard mm. time. Just look where they were under Justin Edinburgh. What? Mm. Um, well, he's he's going to have an interesting season at Northampton. They have mm. backed him in the transfer market in a big way, and they've yeah. got a spine now that on paper looks looks really really strong. Mm. So we'll certainly keep an eye out on Northampton as well. So our naps, I've got down Mark and Steve both looking really sweet on Blackburn uh, for promotion. Uh, and George Plymouth top half. That's you're feeling very strongly about I'm that one. Very bullish. Don't cut these two shoes. And to say um, <laughs> I, I think I'd written Wigan top six at evens, but actually I've, I've been uh, persuaded out of it. <laughs> <We> <laughs> no, I still we, think it's a bet. <laughs> I still think it's. A, this is why we get experts on <laughs> to show us up. Uh, we'll move on to League One because it's getting very hot in the recording booth. <laughs> League, 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 League two. two. League two. Thank God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Steve. Talk to me about Luton Town because to me this is the season that they get promoted. I think they'll be champions, and I know that you do as well. What what is it about them that you're so so big on? Yeah, I, I thought the, the the signing of James Collins I thought was was quite eye catching. Um, I think it's a shame that Danny Hilton has has been injured in pre season. Not sure how how, how much he's he, he's going to miss. Um, he seemed to have no studs in his boots last season. Keeps be falling over all the time, <laughs> slipping over quite a bit. Uh, he's, so, he's, the, he's one of the most enjoyable players you can have playing for your football team. Exactly. Oh, I mean, listen. If, I mean, if, he, if he's on your side, then of course you're going to be. I was one of the few people in the world who absolutely loved what he didn't play. And listen, he's a good player. You know, you know, he's he scored twenty player. plus last season. Yeah. He'll probably player. do the same this season. And he works. He works unbelievably hard. Normally, the, those kind of players. You don't normally see that, but he runs his absolute socks off. Yeah, he's a class act. Big I, miss if he's injured. Yeah, I think um, McCormack they've brought in as well will be a good signing for them. Put put his foot in just a little bit more, whether he mm. plays as a holding midfielder mm. or he can he can play centre half as well, can't he? Mm. Uh, Shinny as well, also um, you know a good footballer. Yeah. So you know I think there's I think there's positives there. Um, you've also got Lee and and Vassell up, up top as well. Um, I think the Vassell goal might be on his way. Out. Yeah, Bristol City. I think mm. where I've, I've seen were linked with he him. He looked really sharp back yeah. in the last and season. And the goalkeeper situation looks a lot stronger than it was last season. Of course, <laughs> we know that Walton was there and then left, and then I think Macy came in from Arsenal and then They've just signed one today Stuart from Moore. Stoke, uh, a young Stoke keeper whose name evades me. But that, yeah, just as we started recording, they've bought another goalie. So now they've almost got yeah. too many keepers. <laughs> yeah, of course the he clearly years. wasn't happy Nathan Jones when he you know after the the playoff final. Um, and Nathan Jones, I actually met him in a pub before a Notts County Morgan game last season at the bar, and we were both ordering food. As you can see, I was ordering food, a starter, <laughs> as well as a main. And we just got talking to him just about football in general. And we were there for 15 minutes, just chewing the fat over, mm. over lower league football. 
and for him to speak to me for that long, you know, was mm. and probably quite impressively, I imagine yeah, he's a yeah, he's I, guy with a real attention yeah, to detail and, 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 and great I, knowledge. And I was I was just impressed by him, you know, and he and he wished me well, and, and off he went with his lasagna, and, um, <laughs> and 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 fair play to it. And, and he's just it's unfortunate they didn't go up last season. Um, they finished fourth, of course, and I think this season that that they will just be mm. stronger. There is a bit of pressure there, though, Hopefully. because of that. Yeah. I think. I think there's a bit of pressure on him to fulfil what is uh, a, basically a, a good start. But he he had, you know, he was one of those managers that everyone he ever played with or for said he's going to be a great manager. He's going to be a great manager. He's done a decent job, but almost a little bit like Sheffield Wednesday. You know, after the few years that they've had, for them not to go one better and gain promotion this season, it would be, I think, a failure. But yeah. having said that, I think they are looking strong. Collins, 20 goals for such a poor Crawley team last season. I'd be interested to see how him and Hilton complement each other at first. But as George said, Hilton's a guy that makes other players better anyway. So maybe he'll score a, a, a fewer, yeah, but Collins yeah, will certainly be I there. I think that I'm not even sure that um, that the loss of McGeehan will derail them too much. They've got plenty of other young talent across the board as well. It's just a club going places in yeah. my eyes, and they're definitely a bet for me. Mark, who are you into in League Two? Who do you who do you want to get with? Well, I think we'll put our cards on the table here. I think if we're all you know honest about it. There's two teams that definitely stand out in League Two, and the rest Luke are the Mansfield. Yeah, yeah. The, re- yeah. the rest are playing catch up. So I'll talk about Mansfield because um, similar to the other two leagues as well, favourites starting to have a fantastic record. Just the two title wins this century in League Two for favourites. Um, but, you know, Steve Evans, that's the Steve Evans factor. I'm a, I'm a huge, huge fan. I know he divides opinion, but I think he's good no, for the game. I, I think everyone's united in his opinion. He's a great non-league ma- lower league manager. Yeah. It's not necessarily if he's a, you know, the nicest upstanding <laughs> citizen. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest, I'd love to go for a pint with so him. So would I. Think I. He'd be well, great to eat. He's not to eat with Nathan Jones. He's, he's coming later. <laughs> I've, I've, I've met him. And he was and he was very charming, <laughs> worryingly so. Wearing, if I'm a, honest, was he wearing a sombrero? Uh, no, he wasn't at the time. Maybe later on that evening, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, and the, I mean, boy, have they backed him recruitment-wise. The number of players that players, you're looking yeah. at being like your League One players. Thirteen he, players and thirteen players brought in early, which mm, I think yeah. was very key as well. He knew what he wanted. He's getting the job done. Mm. He spent an awful lot of money. Yeah. Um, they are paying bundles mm. to, to certain players. Uh, Leanne Gull, it wouldn't surprise me if they've doubled, tripled his wages. You know, you know, to get him there. Um, and I still think he wants a number nine as well to to, to come in as well. So. He always wants more. Yeah. Though, doesn't he? What yeah. I've seen, they're going to be. I mean, I saw a picture of Alex, Alex McDonald a couple of days ago, and he. It looks about half the size of what we did at Oxford. So if, if that's anything to go by, they're going to be fit and ready to go at the beginning of the season. Interesting. It's also in timber. Don't forget that in the last two seasons, they finished in the top half. Mm. That's before yeah. Steve Evans has come in with the yeah. investment. Uh, they were borderline playoffs last year, and you know. Yeah, although one of my reservations is that he had the January transfer window, and they, you know, he made it clear that he needed players, and they got him some players. And mm. I think uh, over the course of the season after he took charge, I think they were still only the maybe the ninth best team in the league that that might not be quite right but it wasn't as impressive as as I'd sort of expected so to speak but obviously now they've dipped back in again maybe maybe there's nothing to be worried about I mean if you go through their squad they've got positions two players in each position mm. you know Logan Legendic in goal. They got. They've actually got Diamond and White in their same defence. So Diamond, yeah. yeah. So Diamond White would be uh, quite interesting. Um, Diamond, Pierce, Murphy, Taft, Benning, Hunt at the back. McDonald, Digby, Mellis, Atkinson, Anderson, Angle, Rose, Spencer. I mean that. I mean it's interesting. That is after strong. Isn't about, it? After talking about what we were saying about Wigan and Paul Cook, 
it's completely the opposite. You know they've got a manager who will mould that into an effective, mm. like winning football team. So yeah. it's it's hard to look past them. I agree. Yeah, fair enough. So Luton and Mansfield, we're we're pretty hot on George. You've you've looked elsewhere a little bit down the odds table yeah. for teams to get with, and Wickham are one of them. Yeah, again, these are more more teams I'm looking to side with in kind of top top half market markets around even money mark. Um, Wickham in the last three seasons under Gareth Ainsworth finished fourth, thirteenth, and ninth. You know what you're getting with them. It's again, it's it's functional. It's mm. it's low risk. It's high block. It's basically basically they're they're just gonna do what they do always. They've got mm. Akapenu still up front. He'll keep doing what he does. Um, losing Aaron Pierre is obviously a, a big blow for them. Yeah. Um, in Adam Alabs, they've got another guy who'll head it and hoof it. Just and always it worries me how thin their squad is every mm. year. I, I look, I, I, it I, doesn't I, get you don't get two full columns on Wikipedia, and you're like, oh, <laughs> like where where are the players? And, 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 and you don't know where the goals come from. I don't know what, who Scott, scores Scott their Gashke. goals. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 The one, but he came mm. in with that hot streak. Yeah, I, I, I think that you, you know what you're going to get with them. It's a solid bet rather than anything. Bat, mm. You know, you can bat them top half. A ten to eleven, which is my basically my nap in League Two because sorry in League Two because they're going to be there or thereabouts. Wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they can go further, and I don't know if they'll finish below kind of fourteenth. So um, a bit more, bit more out there. You're also excited to see what Forest Green have got to offer. I am, yeah. Um, they were a good team last year in in the in the conference. I think and normally in the National League they'd win that. Um, obviously a very very good Lincoln side stopped them from doing so. And um, they've been knocking on the door as well. They were beaten playoff finalists uh, against Grimsby. Um, in the the year before, um, they've got cash. They they've turned down bids for for Christian Doidge and, and Noble as well, mm. um, which shows they've got ambition. Yeah, not scared to after him, weren't they? Yes, yeah. and very publicly yeah. after very him. Yeah. And, yeah. It was, and it was Milo Oxford who went after Doidge, and it was rumored to be about 200, 250 grand, twenty seventy five grand, which is yeah. a lot of money, you know, to be turned mm. down for a club of that of that size. Um, they've added some interesting players as well, including um, Luke James and Scott Laird, players who you know are proper, yeah, you know, available. at least lead two performers. Mm. Um, they are, you know. Five to one, three six five to get promoted, which is a bit bit on the skinny side. They're seven to one elsewhere, um, which is clearly yeah, I try this when I keep on side. You've had a be, word, haven't you? It's going to be it's going to be a tough ask again. Maybe in the top half market is more what you're after, but I think they're a team who could could surprise a few people. Hmm. I can't believe you've gone all the way without mentioning the vegan. The vegan. I know, food, I know. We've done, we've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've touched on that. Yeah, it is interesting because they do push. There's a couple of things they push pretty strongly as a club. Obviously, the the vegan thing, and also the fact that they are the smallest club to have ever played in the football league. That's a big sort of tagline for them. But I think finance-wise, uh, we're not looking at one of the sort of one of the, the teams that are down the bottom of the division. No. I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they've got a, a. You know, there are a lot of teams in this league who are really on a shoestring, Morecambe, Accrington, Newport. So, you know, I, I don't think that we can necessarily have to see them as underdogs just because it's their first league at this level, at right. first time yeah. at this so level. Turning down those bids just shows that. I mean, mm. they're not a team who have to, who have to mm. sell. And normally you do see teams getting gutted after they come up from the National League, and that isn't the case mm. here. And, and people, suppose, yeah. people expect Lincoln to be very strong as well. I was just going to come on to Lincoln there. I, I, they've obviously got the money from, from the FA Cup run mm. as well, and... Again, this is a real interesting season for me. The fact that they've signed uh, Matt Green, I thought yeah. it's a good bit of signing. Listen, yeah. I'm a huge Matt Reed fan, the big bear up front, <laughs> you know. And I, I'd imagine this this season we'll probably see him being used away from home. Yeah. Um, it, instead of at home, they brought in Ollie Palmer, who, again, a big bustling mm. centre forward, won't score enough goals for me. But if you get a fit Matt Green, I think he will score. Mm. I do. He's 33 to one with ourselves to be top scorer. Interesting. Um, and I do. I do. I, I do. And think you like Reed, be, don't you? 
Oh no, no. that's no, that's but, 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 that's Ruben Reed. That's who but, I like. But, but, you know, you know they're going to be attritional again. You know that's going to be long balls up to either Reed or, or to Palmer, and, and it'll be Matt Green. Not necessarily. You know. I think that I think. Well, maybe I'm good. maybe I'm believing in Cowley too much. But from what I know about him, he's not wedded to a to a way of playing other than a way of playing that he that, that he has decided will be the most effective way. They were fairly direct last season in general. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah hugely. I'm and he so, spoke about that. Yeah. As, but but that wasn't because he's got he's sort of old fashioned in his way. He's almost the opposite. No, he no, worked no, out a way that at that level. But bringing they someone, could be effective. Bringing someone like Palmer, I think, shows that they want you know, yeah. a second. And there will be ball, there will be have. balls in the box. As yeah. Lee, there's a yeah. Maguire Drew that they've also bought in yeah. at um, Arnold as well. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll be supplying bullets for. Them. I think their, their midfield is he's very good as well. I was looking at Billy Knott's age uh, recently. <laughs> I, I watched him at Port Vale as, as four years ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, why hasn't Billy Knott gone on to better things? Technical, good left mm. foot. Yeah, yeah. He was just never seemed to be fit. Struggled to play 90 minutes. If they can get him, I think that's it though. That's they, literally if, it. If they can get him in, like in a 10 roll or, mm. or, or, mm. or, 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 or teeing up for great green, ball player. The, yeah, very the, versatile. Yeah. And Lovely think, left foot. Yeah, fantastic. He should be doing more. It's mm. a big chance for him mm. to get on the platform now. And I think they've also bought Boswick in. They've got Woodyard as well in mm. midfield. I think they've can't got... believe Boswick's gone down to League no, Two. No, I can't. No, no, I mean, I think I think Blackburn inquired about his availability. I don't think there was a bid put in, but clearly from reading the press, it was it was from a family point of view, personal. Mm. I reasons. think that's right. Yeah, you know that he's gone to Lincoln, and I think that's an excellent excellent signing yeah. for him for a, a player who mm. who's versatile. And, right. and and I do see. Lincoln being a threat this season, I have to say. Yeah, hmm. can't can't argue with that. I mean, there's another team that I'm quite interested in, and and we talked about uh, Tony Mowbray and the job that he did at Blackburn to sort of calm things down there and and really turn things around. And I think that Coventry are basically the Blackburn of League Two in the sense that Mark Robbins couldn't do enough to keep them up, but certainly for such a basically dejected club, he re- there was a real injection of, of fresh air and results improved as well and performances, you know, they were miserable for the first two thirds of the season. Obviously won the Checker Trade Trophy, but in the league as well, they were they were doing much, much better and looked like a, a half-decent football team, actually. Um, I think that their summer signings have been fairly impressive. They've kept uh, decent defensive players. I like Willis, the captain, and, and Dom Hyams and Rod McDonald yeah. in from Northampton, Big who fans. I think are all just good League Two players and added bite in midfield and experience. Liam Kelly had a weird year at Leighton Orient last season, but mm. I think he's a good player. And, and Michael Doyle, we know from from sort of bringing Pompey up. Portsmouth, they're going to miss yeah. his bite because they haven't got anyone with any bite in that midfield. Now, Doyle's gone back to Coventry. Yeah, I think that's a very good, experienced signing. Um, Peter Vincenti as well, two seasons ago, was a, was a classy yeah. goal-scoring midfielder yeah, in League yeah. One. So yeah, he, he, he'll he need to sort of really start bouncing back. And then up top... McNulty. I mean, I'm really yes. surprised that they spent the money for McNulty. Cause, <laughs> Taking the words out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Wait, you're surprised they spent the money? Yeah, that oh, spent really? more, that, that they spent more than I... Uh, listen, McNulty won't have gone there for, for 12 tracksuits no, and a cup no, of tea, no, believe no, me. He, he, he's he's going to be on good money there. He's going to um, score a lot of goals yeah, as well, Well, yeah, OK, OK. I know that do fancy him but I, I was I was really surprised that they've gone for it it'll be on penalties as well I saw he scored a penalty in pre-season which always helps with yeah. the top goal scorer market um, so I know I know you're going to be keeping him they want to keep George Thomas as well who's yeah. obviously got a, a good career ahead of him right, he'll be he'll be the best player in the league if well, he's I mean, a midfielder that I love that hasn't really hasn't really worked out for him is Ben Stevenson mm-hmm. such a good footballer um, good football brain for such a young kid I want to see how he does this season I'd love to see him have a good season I've, I've been talking about last season in mm-hmm. League One Let's see how he does in League Two. Scored a screamer against your lot. Indeed. Were I, you there? I only saw it for the first time. Last I was there, time. right? Yeah. I was there. Yeah, um, you were there. Yeah. I, was in, I, was, I was in Rome. Much better. Um, <laughs> but the um, my one concern about Coventry, and I, I am with you, and 
weirdly my concern is about probably their biggest asset in in, in Robbins. I'm a huge fan of his, him as a manager, but I do feel like he's a bit of a bounce manager. A lot in his career, he's come into jobs to do a bit of a firefighting job and succeeded. And then slowly as, as it's kind of progressed, he's he struggled for form. And I'd be worried that um, they will have a big dip in form during the season and that'll be what puts paid to their promotion mm. hopes. Yeah, possibly. Uh, moving on to the teams that we're not so excited about. Mark, try and run us through what's going on at Port Vale because last season in League One, everyone went out and a whole new team came in. And this season, they're up there again with the team who have done the most transfer business. So, you know, what it's does that tell us? It's for me. It's close to home, this. Well, you can <laughs> tell it. You can <laughs> tell it. Be the better no, 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 well, no. I'm listening to... Mark's oh, put them oh. down as a team he wants to get against. So let's see, let's see why that is. I do... Um, I'm not going to say they're going to be relegated by, by any search, but they're 16-1 to 1 to go down in three of the last nine seasons aside of suffered a second relegation. Um, I just see, can see it being a tough season. I'm not inspired by the management decision of Michael Brown to stay on. I know he's been at the club. He's worked his way up into the position. He's got he's got um, Chris Morgan. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Morgan David Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Ned Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. As well, he's, he's there with him. They'll, be, they'll yeah. be an ugly team. They'll be hard to beat. They'll be... To be honest, I, I don't really know what to say. I just, I'm just looking at just my notes here and going. Well, Steve, give us I'm some insight. What's, what, what's, I've, the, I've what's the general feeling there? I've sought them pre-season. They're, they're mid-table uh, in, in, in the betting. They brought Tom Pope back, who was on Good Money at Berry. He's come back to um, he's a you know a person from around the area, the Snide Green Sniper, as he's uh, <laughs> as he's known as <laughs> in, in Burslem. And, and uh, yeah, so he's uh, he's come back. They have signed one gem, in my opinion, Christian Montano. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He was excellent against Derby. A bit of a maverick. He's done the rounds. He's come from Bristol Rovers. Yeah. Uh, um, on his on his going day, he was he was brilliant against against Derby. And if they can get him going, Marcus Harness on loan from Burton Alburn. The other side, Raquel Pike, they bought from Huddersfield on loan as well. Um, the boy Smith, the centre half, twenty twenty one year old. Why is he still he, there? He's highly thought of, and there must be teams buzzing around for him in League well, One. The, yeah, there I are. Think, yeah, I think. The, yeah. I mean, the bubble kind of burst a little bit for him, didn't it? Towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Kay, they've bought in um, experienced there as well. They've bought eleven players in. That's so much change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, it is change. But and, it, but it, and, they, and, they needed that change. Michael Brown picked up so. fewer points from Bruno Ribeiro. Really? I think yeah. that's. They, mm. I think they were both in charge for twenty three games as well. I'm sure Michael Brown would blame Bruno. Bruno. Ribeiro for that though but the, I mean to, to overhaul the squad in the way that he did and I mean, then yeah. get I don't want to blame Brown for this by the way mm. it's it's the management above him who mm. have decided yeah. that to ship out Rob yeah. Page after a, a solid season you're kind of hitting par as Port Vale to bring in this new sort of revolution which was never going to work he's from the Neil Warnock school as well his management style he's not really a coach yeah. He, uh, Brown he, yeah mm. he's a manager so you know Morgan will be doing the coach mm. as, will, as will Ned Kelly um, the fact that the former owner uh, Smurthway last year we, we knew all the stats were very terrible against Port Vale mm. and they were going to regress and they were probably going to get relegated when they were heading towards the playoffs, playoffs. in November wasn't Correct. it yeah. he was talking about the playoffs he was talking about getting promoted and you just felt like saying Norm <laughs> listen pal you're not going to go up happen. please <laughs> expectation these days the keyboard warriors out there you know mm. you, you just he doesn't help a, himself on Twitter does he you're making no. a rod for your own back <laughs> please He's don't like do Darren it please McCantony's don't do it as much as I love the, the fans love the openness look at Dr. Tony at Aston Villa, the fans yeah. love the openness, but he's making a run for his own back. And uh, at the end, I felt really sorry for him. And this is a guy you go to the car park when you went to the Port Vale, and his, and his car park spot was a Smurf. 
<laughs> you know, and, and he, he was a nice guy. Yeah. You know, he was a nice guy, and I really. I, he's, he's almost he serves as a warning to fans who, who yeah. dream of buying their buying their yeah, and, and, and yeah, it, it's it's happened. They, they got relegated as a, as the punting industry and and, and yeah. good judges like Mark and, and and whoever. I know Nick Goff tipped them up as well in the Racing Post. Mm. We were all expecting Port Vale to get relegated, mm. and they did. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, tell me about Crawley, Mark, because you, you're not a big fan of them either. And there's, a, you know, there was an argument last season that, given some of the strength of clubs down in the National League, Tranmere, for example, who didn't get promoted, that it would have been a good year to maybe have sent three or four down from League Two. One of which, <laughs> possibly Crawley, who were pretty pretty ropey last year, and you're not that much hotter on well, them this year. They've been pretty ropey for two years now. Twentieth and nineteenth in the last two seasons. There's been so much upheaval in, in players and squads in those last two seasons as well. Uh, change in philosophy as well. Um, third season with a new man in charge, Harry Kuehl, uh, who, oh. everything I've seen in the press, he seems very What price you last the season? Oh. Yeah. But he comes across as being this guy who, oh, he's, he's been given the opportunity that he, he always wanted. You, know, you look at Ryan Giggs, who's sort of craving for a Premier League job. Well, Kuehl's gone down and, and taken this role. He's talking a good game, but he doesn't strike me as management material. He was sacked from Watford under-23s. Pretty impressive when you're a yeah. reserve manager. Yeah, for winning two games in six months. Yeah. Oh um, he's got Warren Feeney there as his assistant, who his best pretty mate. failed. Best man is well. yeah. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the jury's definitely out on the management. <laughs> you look at the squad, they've lost 20 goals uh, in James Collins. There was an over-reliance on him, so who's going to fill that void? Um, look at the goal scoring. They, they weren't exactly... Um, Bar Collins firing on all cylinders last year and the lowest scoring side has been relegated in seven of the last 12 League 2 campaigns defence struggled conceded 71 goals doesn't look like there's been a huge change in, in defence and mm. players coming in the worst defence has been relegated in five of the last 12 years combine the two and Crawley could be uh, could be screwed really um, I, I'm, I'm struggling to find any positives here um, I've got a Turkish owner as well he's pumping a lot of money into the club to, mm. just to keep them operating so things could easily unravel um, Four to one to get relegated. I know, obviously, prices are a little bit inflated when you look at relegation markets in League Two, with only two going down. But um, you know, I struggle seeing them anywhere yeah. outside the bottom six at least. Yeah. And George Cheltenham for you, are, there's there's worries around you'll, them. You'll be happy. I'll keep the opposite up. of last season. I'll keep this very very simple. They were rubbish last season. They haven't made any changes. They're eight to one to go down. They're eight to fifteen to finish in the bottom half. Stick that in a, in a double with whatever else you want because I can't see how they're gonna unless they unless they maybe change the manager at some stage. I, I can't see how they're gonna um, improve. Uh, there's no reason for them to do any better than last season where they finished pretty low down. You can you can copy and paste what you've just said, and that's what I think about Yeovil. Yeah, um, I thought apart from a bit of a burst at one point last season, they were pretty poor they're another team like Wickham who every season have an absurdly thin squad and it worries me every single year um, they've got a couple of half decent players don't get me wrong but I'm not convinced about Darren Way and I really think that they could could struggle as well so if we go through our naps guys uh, Mark Mansfield for you uh, Mansfield promotion I, I yeah. assume yeah uh, and, and, and Luton for you yeah I was also thinking again against Swindon because yes, they that's were, right. they were quite uh, high <laughs> In the betting, um, complete different style change from slow, patient build-up. They, they need that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. You guess obviously they bought the boy in from Millwall for a for a season-long loan. Um, Harry Smith, who, who's sixty-six to one with ourselves, I think. Reading the Swindon Forum earlier, there they're, they're getting involved with that really? as well. I wouldn't, wouldn't spend too much time on there. No, no, no. no, no, no <laughs> just a, but some of the pros that were that I've always queried defensively in the lower leagues all seem to be appearing in the defence. Um, <laughs> For example? 
I've got nothing against these players. I just I think, they, I think they're rubbish. They've never, no, 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 not at all. You know, they're, they're, that's they're, all right. You said you had question marks yeah, about them. That's fine. That's yeah, allowed. Um, ben Perkis, um, who have been Warsaw and Port Vale, I think he's okay. And, and Oxford. Yeah, he's, he's just okay. Uh, Robertson also. Um, Lancashire. No, two centre halves mm. there. Listen, Hussey is a fair signing going yeah. forward. Defensively, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning. Listen, uh, Lingarzi and Dunn will be the two holders probably. They're, they're going to be okay at that. I'm looking at the prices. I'm thinking I'm not probably rushing to back them with Flickcroft. Yeah, I think, I think I'm with you. And Surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. Wickham top half, George, yeah. that's your nap. Yeah. Uh, Luton top three for me, which you can find at nine to four in places. I'm going to rattle through some top scorers just because that's a fun market Very for quick. listeners as well. Uh, Without giving much working, I think it's fair to say. Uh, in the Championship, Mark, British on longer, I think that speaks for itself. But you've got an interesting technique, dare I say, here, because some of the other names on your list, um, nominally midfield players, such yeah, as I'm Tom Kearney and, and Jota. I'm going to out. Okay. Um, but Jota's in there. Definitely, yeah. Um, it's a stats-based pick here, and I've looked at the stats through the last sort of 10, 20 years of the Championship, and if you want to place in the top four, you've got to score 18 to 20 goals a season. You want to stay fairly injury-free, play most of the games if possible. Um, Asomba Longa surprised me, actually. He played 32 games for, for Forest last year, despite all those injuries, uh, which is a lot more than I anticipated. Mm. I was looking around 15 to 20 there. Didn't play 90 minutes. I think he played about eight games, uh, as in a full, a full 90 minutes as well. Still notched so. 14 goals. Yeah. So if you're going to play thir- make 30 appearances in a Middlesbrough team, um, you know, I think he's a fair favourite, but Hotter's the one that really stands out to me. Uh, I mentioned him earlier. Smith reckons there's been no bids for him. If he stays, he scored 12 goals after coming into the club um, just mm. after Christmas. Scored every 142 minutes, uh, which is a really, really impressive strike rate. In comparison, Scott Hogan was every 161 minutes for mm. Brentford. Um, made 19 starts. Um, obviously, he's well known. Had the most shots per game in the league as well last year, 3.4. Brentford had the fifth most shots, the fourth most shots on target. They're an attack-minded team, scored 75 goals. He'll be on set pieces as well. And Yep, um, yep. So uh, there you go. Back That's... him each way, and I think you've got a decent little run for your money there. Yeah, fair enough. Steve, you've already mentioned Zahor earlier. Just, yeah. as you said, plundered goals at the end of last season. Such a strong left foot and a strong guy as well. Yeah, I think he'll probably be on penalties as well, which, of course, you know, really, you know, really helps as well. Mm. Um, Mark, you know, Mark's already gone through. We talked about Jordan Rose and Sheffield Wednesday. You're looking at the people at the top of the market. Kodja, not yet fully fit. Chris Wood scored 45% of their goals last mm. season. And you suspect that they may go a different way, play a different way, not be so reliant you know, on him scoring goals as well. Um, Braithwaite, I think he looks too short. He, he, and there's goals to be spread around there. Mm. Norwich and Oliveira, we, we're not certainly sure about there. And Kermagat's injured and Jerome needs 100 chances mm. to get one. But he does get a lot of chances in a game. And yeah. to be fair to him, he's got a very respectable mm. championship record. Mm. So I'm looking at all the prices down there and I get down to Zahora. I think it'll be all about him. And I think at 33-1, to 1, I think the four places, I think it's worth a shout. I thought that James Vaughan to Sunderland was one of the more left-field transfers of the summer. And George, you quite fancy uh, it. I thought you were about to nick my, my selection there. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm laying. Yeah, no, no I do. <laughs> he, um, he, doesn't really do, he doesn't really do anything but score goals. I'm not particularly keen on um, on Sunderland at all, but I think that um, Grayson teams generally have a goal scorer who's, who gets most of them. Um, we saw that with obviously Garner and then Hugo to an extent last season. Um, and remember, he did work under um, under Grayson for two years at Huddersfield as well and scored about 35 goals in about 80 games there. And he will certainly start and he'll lead their line. And at 50 to 1, I think he's a fair price. 
I mentioned Nelson Oliveira earlier, and I think that he is a decent bet if he can if he can play, let's say, thirty five games. I can and in a good team as well, which is what I'm expecting Norris to be. I think that he's uh, I think that he's too good for this level if he if he's focused and fit. Uh, I like Lasaviba as well, basically for all the reasons that Mark mentioned. I think that his movement is very good, and he's obviously got the the people to feed him the bullets. Should should Jota stay, and even if he doesn't, to be honest. And then just a, an interesting one at a hundred to one, you've got Liam Boyce who Burton signed. He's there record yeah. signing uh, after and they they record signing last time was Jackson Irvin that worked out yeah. pretty well one of my Liam favorite Boyce, players Jackson Irvin Liam, I think they'll do very well to Liam Boyce it. top scorer in the in the Scottish yeah, Premiership Scotland. last season so he certainly just, knows where the net is warning Kane Hemmings was second top goal scorer in the SPL the year before and he's yeah. got okay. four goals I'm just adding a naught onto that yeah. 100 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that uh, yeah. in League One at Conor McElhinney at Fleetwood we're, we're pretty big on him Mark you know mm. I think that he scored a goal for Lo- Oxford loves a Hattie. about every 145 140 150 minutes I as well so uh, in, in, in Rosler's fluid team you'd expect him to, to get some opportunities and Grigg as well you're expecting uh, to score some goals. Yeah, McElhaney scored 10 goals and 14 starts, which mm. is obviously a fantastic return. Average at about four and a half shots per game as well. Uh, winger come forward. Um, I suggest Fleetwood probably needed him after David Ball leaving. They failed to score in, I think it was a seven of the last 11 games as well towards the end of the season. I think he'll suit them perfectly. But yeah, Will Grigg, um, you know, he wasn't on fire last year, but he always <laughs> is in the League One level. Mm. Scored at least 19 goals in three of his last four seasons at this level 25 in Wigan's last venture into League One we've mentioned earlier will he play him or Bogle Four two three one's pretty much nailed mm. on for Pompey so yeah. I think Grigg starts I, we reckon yeah. I'd probably wait until after the first game if I was going to back Grigg but um, McElhaney's the one for me but. Mm. interesting and, and Steve what are your thoughts? Because obviously you know that Blackburn are going to be really strong, but we're not I'm, sure I'm, about their I'm striker not, I'm not situation. I'm not sure on Danny Graham at the moment. Bradley Dat was too short for me to, to want to get involved. Um, I've looked at Portsmouth, and of course the eye-catching signing was Brett Pittman, uh, mm. made captain, mm. experience, got goals in him. Yeah, I think Kenny Jackett will... Um, well, I think we'll see um, Connor Chaplin have a really good season. He's been used off the bench quite a bit. Mm. You know, he only started 13 games last season yeah. he finished one he had one full game of, of 90 minutes 26 from the bench this guy's a natural finisher mm. he's going to get more game time the Pumpy fans absolutely love him yeah. and I think uh, I think he's got a real chance in at 33 to 1 I'm, I'm willing Pittman's less than half the price I'm, yeah. uh, okay Pittman may be on penalties but I think again for a team that are going to be going for the top, I, I think I think this is going to be we're going to be talking about kind of chapping in a lot. This I remember season. him scoring the win against Derby in the first round of the of the League Cup two seasons ago when he was whatever he was eighteen and and as you say took it with the air of a natural finisher. So that's yeah. a really interesting shout. And George, uh, for you, it's it's uh, a player playing up front for the team that I like, Bradford. Yeah. Charlie White. This is my favourite of the lot. I think um, goal scorer Charlie White at sixteen to one. He's basically just an out and out goal scorer. He did it for Carlisle. He did it again when he went to Bradford. The back end of last season, I think it's going seven in, in 16, which for a new club is pretty decent. They're going to score goals. They're going to be dominant in lots of games. They're going to be very, very good at home as ever. Um, and I'd be really surprised if he wasn't in the mix. I thought he tailed off towards the end of the season, did he? Get... A, a bit, but he's yeah. it's, it's seven, seven. In, I mean, it's a long old season. It's basically no, no, the yeah, second yeah, full season. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well. I'm just not totally sweet on Bradford. Mm. I know that... Yeah. Uh, but obviously the boy Jones as well that, yeah. I, that I've saw quite a bit of at, at, at Port Vale um, and I just seem to remember Wyke having a bit of a quiet spell towards the end of the season but but you know they've, they've, they've spent money they, for they, him they all, they all have them as well yes <laughs> yes okay so I'm interested to see how they and of course MK Don's doing that division yeah. there you go then uh, my thoughts were basically Brett Pittman who we've touched on just think he's a really complete attacking player I think he's he's good in the air pretty strong on the ball and 
and a great finisher. And then I've got Bogle down. Steve, you're not sure if he'll if he'll be there or whether he'll yeah. be the starting. I'm not sure if there's be one there. up front. Yeah. Uh, I think that if he is there and if Wigan are as good as I think that they'll be, then he'll certainly be in the goals. Uh, League Two, it's a, it's an interesting one. There's there's the usual suspects in League Two, including uh, Mark John Akinde. You're oh, still yeah. you're still all in on Big John. Yeah. Uh, that's what it says on the team doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he scores just, regularly yeah. not 25 last year um, totals of 23 and 26 and uh, you know amazing, <laughs> it's it's amazing. Just, but is he going to be at Barnet I'm still surprised oh, he's still maybe at he could be that number 9 for Steve Evans Barnet signed. That would be all right. I would be throwing the mortgage at that. <laughs> Barnet have just signed uh, Courthurst as well. Yeah, yeah. Attacking player. Maybe, maybe that. Mm. That. I just hints think, at a, a departure. I'm not sure. Akinde's a very, very fair. I'm not sure if he's favourite at the top of the market. No, but no. He's he's the same price he was last season. Well, you know, he's, he's he was like second favourite last season, and he's and he's ten to one. You know, behind James Collins. Um, one wonderful stat here from Gav Horsfall, by the way. Mm. Wonderful stat. Ten of the fifteen players appearing in the top five top goal scorer market over the last three years have scored goals to sides playing outside of the top six. Mm. John Akinde fits the bill. Suits yeah. me and my two as well, mm. Certainly yeah. does. Now you like Scott Cashkit as well. Mm. I thought that he was a. a Bizarre last season, he went on that incredible run of something like eleven in eleven. But yeah, even towards the end of that run, there were games that you that Ainsworth didn't look that comfortable playing him. You know, as a even as a striker, I think he was shifted out wide a little bit, and there were games that he started off the bench. So you know, you, you expect him have have a, a more permanent, more regular role. I think fitness issues were were a big part of that. He didn't have a preseason. He's quite a young lad. He's not really had a full season yet. So. Coming into a, a full season, he did score 10 goals in 21 games for Wickham. Um, netted 13 and 14 in all competitions. Mm. That was the fantastic run he had before February. Only actually started 13 games last season. Came off the bench on eight occasions. To, so what a wonderful scoring record that is. Averaged a goal every 109 minutes. Averaged 2.9 shots on goal per game. Um, you know, we talked about Wickham earlier, or, or George did, and Bayo Akenfen was the man up there. They'll be very direct. They won't be very very easy on the eye mm. if the ball's up to Akinfenra and Cash gets running off him you know they're going to create opportunities that way um, he's not afraid to have a go at goal and I think at 33 to 1 he's a fair price there we're looking at each way prices here yeah. if he's already scored what 10 in 21 league games last year then surely he can creep up and get get to 18 and give us some uh, place money at the very least well, it's, a, it's a bugbear of mine but if the referees finally get tough on Akinfenra who commits about 40 fouls a game the ball might not get up to him to, to be flicked off for cash get but that's an interesting one and just quickly again you're you're, you're pretty hot on Colchester this year and mm. Curtis Guthrie's a, a player that you like for that market yeah although you know I was going through it today his stats aren't fantastic scored every 230 minutes 12 goals and 34 starts which is, it's okay sidelined by an ankle injury by March as well he's not going to be fit for the start of the season might miss the first couple of winks but he's decent aerially I think he's an all-round good number nine when he, when he was moved into the striker's position. He's got pace, he works hard, adaptable, versatile. I really like Colchester. You look at them mm. last season, uh, had so many injuries. Mm. Uh, I think they had half a dozen players out at some point. They still managed to finish just outside the playoffs in mm. John McGrill's first game, uh, first season in charge. Conceded over 100 goals the previous season during relegation. I really like Colchester to go well this year. The home form is fantastic. And I think Guthrie could be a star. I know they've signed uh, Mikhail Mandron uh, mm. from Port has moved on, hasn't he? So yes, penalty duty as well could yes. be yeah. for grabs, I presume. Steve, League Two goal scorers, any any favourites? Any yeah. ones that you like? I like Matt, Matt Godden um, to see what um, I want to see how he did. Listen towards the end of the season mm. where he got injured. Mm. You know, they only won three games when he didn't play last season, which was a, a huge blow for them. He scored twenty goals. He had a real 
purple patch, he, didn't he? He scored 14 from the Year's Eve onwards. Yeah, he was fantastic. So to get 20 goals, uh, will he stay there? We've talked about Akindi there. Will he stay there? I think he's got a year left on his contract. Wouldn't surprise me if he stayed, you know. Mm, so yeah. I'm quite hopeful of, of, of him staying and, and having a good season under a good manager. I want to see how uh, Darren Sahl does as well because yeah, nice. I, I think I think he's going to be he's going to be highly regarded. And I've looked for the prices, and it's someone I mentioned earlier, Matt Green. Mm. I think he will start out of the three strikers. I think he'll be set up for him. I think they'll get balls into the box. They're going to be good aerially as well. Mm. And he ticks again another 33 to one poke. I think of all the other players at the top of the market, you've got two players of the same side with James Collins at eight and Danny Hilton at twelve, um, and I just think it's it's worth a dart at, at thirty-three to one, hoping he's going to stay fit. George, what do they say about people who do the same thing over and over again and expect different results? Last season, I backed Dan Holman after his great season for Cheltenham going up. Yep. Christian Deutsch for me this year. <laughs> nice, Christian Deutsch of um, Forest Green. Forest Green, yeah, twenty-seven goals in the National League last season. The fact that they've rejected a bid for him shows me that unlike Holman he is going to be leading the line for, for Forest Green in the, in the upcoming season I think they'll go well and if you're scoring 27 goals in the conference there's absolutely no reason why you can't get to 20 in in, uh, in League 2 and at 33 to 1 I'm very happy to have some each way money on him yeah nice I think that we haven't mentioned really Notts County but there are a lot of people who expect them to go pretty well this mm. year and and I know that he's getting on a little bit and, and missed a lot last season through injury but John Stead is still a I wily saw, wily I saw goal them scorer. at Crewe towards the end of the last season the pair of them Amiobi <laughs> and Stead were just telling the referee what to do basically <laughs> it was just it was Kevin Nolan-esque oh, it, it was arm around the shoulder <laughs> do this do that and it was uh, it was it, it was I, I quite enjoyed watching they just, just tried to dictate every, play every Listen, I was jo- I'm clearly joking about arm yeah, and the shoulder, yeah. but you know what I mean. They were experienced yeah, yeah, yeah. pros, and they were and they were getting the the best out of it. Mm. They bought Grant in again from Nottingham Forest, which I think is, is oh, that's it, huge. Is that real is huge. Is a is a good signing yeah. as well. They aren't going to be pretty to watch. I think I think Nolan's side. I think they scored in all bar one game. I think, mm. and mm. I think they also lost just one game at home when he was in charge. And I think yeah. that was against Portsmouth. Which was a sea change from what they had been doing. They yes, dreadful. Correct. Home, so previously. there's no disgrace there. They're going to be competitive, competitive, but. Not great effective. to watch, but effective. Yeah. There you go. A couple of caveats. He needs to stay fit, but at thirty-three to one, with bet three six five, I'm I'm not against John Stead for sure. And then Ruben Reed as well. You know, someone's going to need to score the goals for Exeter. That uh, yeah. Wheeler, obviously, Wheeler's a goal scorer, but Reed is more of a central player in my in my opinion. And you can get also some pretty good prices. I just wonder how, how often he's going to play. I'm just a little bit concerned with Exeter. I mean, I. I Backed him to finish top half last season, yeah. and by Christmas it was in the bin. Yeah, you yeah. know, just before you know November because they were <laughs> bottom of the league. And I talked about Ollie Watkins like in the Racing Post, thinking, "Oh, and it, it, I was getting a little bit frustrated." I think what I've noticed pre-season, last pre-season, they were brilliant and won every. I think they won most of their games by playing the same eleven that they had, and then they got a couple of injuries at the start of the season, and it knocked them out of sync. I think Tisdale was struggling. This pre-season, I think they've been pretty poor. I don't think they've. Mm. they've I don't think they've struggled. I'm not sure how many games they've won. Maybe yeah. n- none at all. So I bet Tisdale's thinking, well, maybe it's a good thing. Look, lads, last season we were brilliant, <laughs> yeah. and um, I, I, I just think the loss of uh, of Watkins will, will be a yeah, and, and, and Grant as well. You know, two yeah. two good footballers. A lot will be on Ruben Reed's shoulder. I I like um, more Taylor. Uh, yeah, he's a great player. Centre half, class act. Not tall enough, probably, to play up. It wouldn't surprise me if he turns out to be a left back at a higher level. Mm. Um, Even a holding player could he be. He's a good. Yes, footballer, he's, so. he's a very good technical yeah. footballer, and he can play at a higher level. And yeah. if I'm a League One, I'm looking at him, thinking, oh, okay, let's take a chance on this boy. 
Listener, you've been absolutely treated here. Um, it's been a, an unbelievable effort from Mark and from Steve. Thank you so much, guys, for travelling to come and see us here. And thank you so much for being part of our first podcast of what is an incredibly exciting season for the EFL. And hopefully for us too at Not The Top 20 Pod. Please do, if, if, this, if this is the first time you've listened and you've enjoyed it, you know, get on and subscribe on iTunes, however you get your podcasts. We're on all of them. Um, follow us on Twitter at NTT20Pod and uh, give us a review, tell your mates, whatever you'd like to do. We really rely on, on the goodwill of others who enjoy the content. So I, I really hope that there's been some value in this for you. little pun there. And, um, and hopefully that has been plenty in it for us. So thank you very much for listening. <laughs>